0: The views stated by the host of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. I'll start again. Beep, beep, beep. Is finishing her noodles, too. I hear. <laughs> Love it. I do, too, actually. It's really sweet. <laughs> I'm eating my spices. Okay. Take two. The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. And now I can hear the water running. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Tell me about your necklace. (laughs) Oh, do you like this i love it it's gorgeous
1: this is um by an artist in california named christopher miller i've gotten a lot of questions about this and i've seen these for years yeah. and years and years and apparently they he goes to the the southern california renaissance fair and sells mm-hmm.
0: them so they've
1: been just for like 30 years yeah right? yeah so i've always been like what the fuck where do i Ah! And I finally found them on Instagram. That's great. And of course, was immediately like, can I sell them at the shop? And he's like, I'm up to my
0: eyeballs. But keep checking back Good for him, though. Yeah.
1: So I ordered one, but it's cattle bone, Mm -hmm. carved cattle bone. And I'd like to say it's found cattle bone. Yeah. He might even work with uh, like a a California ranch Uh and
0: retrieve the bones and then do it. Cool, I like it. The herbalist um, Rosemary Gladstar wears one. Oh, does she? Yeah, and she uh, lived in California for many, many, many years. Started up traditional medicinal tea line, which is out of California. Um, She was one of a few that started that, and then she also was one of a few that started the California School of Herbalism, which is like the, the main. You know, it's one of like the the most like preeminent herb schools in the, in our country so and then she lives over yeah, in, heard- in vermont now so
1: okay mm-hmm. i've heard to mention her before yeah mm-hmm. it's um i think he might have initially done them on a chain but this is like a silk like a heavy duty silk cord
0: yeah that's cool okay i'm gonna start now digging it. all right go for it. it's great thank mm-hmm. you for the explanation mm-hmm. sure the views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag, a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. I'm Allison. I'm Leslie. We are asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community. And this podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experience as witches and healers. This place is a. This place. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is a place where you, dear listener, can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey.
1: Hey howdy howdy duty? Um, howdy duty <laughs> I am I, um, when you said I'm Allison, I almost said and I'm Allison
0: and <laughs> we are twins <laughs> and I have lost my mind <laughs> you, Gemini season <laughs> oh, It's been fun so far, huh my friend oh, mm-hmm. yep, yep. all right uh, we're we're doing the podcast once again via. Uh, pandemic style. Um, I see Leslie on a on a screen. She's looking lovely and glowing as always. It's nice to see you, my friend. Thanks. You too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we've got um, a ton of questions today, which yeah. is super amazing. <laughs> um, and um, so Leslie's partner, Jim, found a bunch of hagstones um on his trip to uh the atlantic ocean and leslie i don't i've never found awesome. a ha- a hagstone and i have not been blessed to be able to work with one so d- can you tell me a little bit about um what they are and like what you uh-huh. do with them and stuff because they're super rad
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um well, you know you're going to get a hagstone number 1. Well, thank you. You. you got that cute little tiny one you picked out, which is cute cuz it looks like a keyhole.
0: Oh, I, I couldn't tell how cu- how cute it was. It just oh, you'll was see. like, "Hey, it's what's cute. up?" Awesome.
1: Hey, hey, what's up, girl? Unlock my door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no sweat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is what you said um, well here's the thing Jim. my Jim has always been the one that have found them for me I too have always that? been I'll never forget we were in San Francisco on a big old family vacation and we went to Bellinas Beach which is this sweet little hippie town um, down the coast a little bit like near like big Surmarin kind of area I okay. think uh, um, and um, <clears throat> We we're walking along the beach, and he's like, "Hey, does this mean anything to you?"
0: <laughs> Yo, what's up?
1: Like, oh, give me that stone, <laughs> yoink!
0: <laughs> give me that.
1: Oh, it's just a stone with a hole in it. He is kind of like Putty from uh-huh. Seinfeld. I think is like. I kinda, would agree. Uh, 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 anyway, <laughs> does this mean anything to you? Anyway, so yeah, stones are are going to be found near bodies of water they're also called holy stones or or like a witch's stone mm-hmm. and what sets them apart from any other stone or rock or you know lava rock kind of material is that they have a, at least one hole I'm like see what I'm doing here uh-huh. she's
0: putting her finger in the hole
1: <laughs> <laughs> naughty oh <laughs> uh, they have the ability to
0: do this uh-huh. uh, whoops I can't get it off <laughs> that's what she said anyway, they, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta sneak that in
1: 90 in Pittsburgh you know? uh-huh. Uh-huh. start getting all you know spicy mm. but mm-hmm. um so they have this naturally occurring hole which I'm assuming again, <laughs> which I'm assuming just wants to go in the <laughs> hole which I'm assuming <laughs> I'm, just... I'm Dearly dying. they make witches break out into fits of laughter <laughs> um So it's a naturally occurring hole, at least one hole. There can be two, three, four. Um, I, um, and I, and I'm assuming it's like just the water pressure and the tumbling along the floors, but um, they, so they can be found by any body of water, probably a river too, Mm, but mm -hmm. typically like lakes and oceans and like big seas. So I think it takes a little bit more of a powerful flow for Mm. them to um, kind of occur. But so, um, They are highly, highly protective for folks working the craft and um, they're not only they're they're protective, especially if you're like doing spell work and working with them, doing divination and working with them. Mm -hmm. You can carry them with you. Some witches will actually kind of wear them and put, you know, like put sure. Yeah put it through a string, string through it and wear it. Um, But they can, so either worn or carried, they're very protective and they um, keep us safe from like the evil eye. Mm, Right. mm -hmm. It's like the witch's evil eye. Mm -hmm. They keep us protected from that, from um, negative harmful energies, from hexes, from curses, from any of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, They've also are beneficial. I know a lot of our listeners um, have some nightmares and some nighttime fear and anxiety so actually stringing them, if you find a couple of them, stringing them and putting them at, on your bedpost is also helpful to ward. They're wards, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. to ward off nightmares. And um, the thing that makes it so special is because it is also a lens to the other world. Mm. So it's been said that if you look through the whole You can see other worldly entities. A lot of folks will say that it's a way to see the fae Hmm. when you're um, walking in the forest and that kind of thing also. That's so cool. Um, The last thing I want to share is if it breaks, then it's it's done. It's 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 saved your life.
0: Oh, wow. Is what they say. Shoot. Yeah. Taking a bullet for you. Yeah. Wow. That's cool do you do you have any personal practices with it? Mm-hmm. well, so Jim found
1: me my first one, which I've just kept in our home mm-hmm. for protection um and then he found me a second one, and I'm trying I feel like he found it last year he he did find it last year at topsail mm-hmm. and brought it home for me, and I was mm-hmm. like, dang damn it, there you go again, finding me my little holy stones mm-hmm. um. And you know, a lot of folks have gone through their years not being able to find him. And this last time, he was in North Carolina. He came back with a haul.
0: Yes, he came home
1: with twenty-five stones. Incredible! Wow. So um, I'm giving them to yeah some of my witch friends, and then I'm gonna do a little Instagram sale. Love it. That's great. On you know
0: yeah on your on the on the Instagrams. Mm -hmm, Cool. Hagstones. Oh, Hagstones. That's Hagstones. so great. That's so yeah. great. You know, I feel like there's um a big theme right now, like um, a focus around protection. Um, you know, I, I met with a client this past week and that's all we talked about was, you know, different things that you can do to, to protect yourself. I find it interesting that, you know, Jim not only found one, he found 20, you know, I think that's an interesting Uh, thing that occurred and i um i've been working pretty closely with the energy of a plant called agrimony that's the plant that i'm working with for the month of may and you know that plant's energy is all about protection and also banishment too um you know, and so like getting, you know, getting rid of negative habits, negative attitudes towards yourself, um, banishing aspects of your personality that you're just, you know, are, are done and outworn, that kind of thing. Um, but then also doing any kind of spell work around banishing people from your life that you may not need anymore <laughs> in a peace yeah. in a peaceful way, of course. Um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, so I, I think that's, there. you know, maybe a hagstone and agrimony could be used together in that Indeed. kind of protective magic.
1: How do you, when you're working with agrimony, what's your practice with it?
0: What I like to do is imagine it. So this, this plant has um, a very tall flower spike with bright yellow flowers. So it's, um you know, it's related to the sun, of course, because of color. Um, but it also has like a, an emperor presence to it. You know, it's very, it's not like a big plant, but it feels very stately because it takes up a lot of space and it sounds like a staff or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, if you think about the emperor card in the wild unknown deck, that's kind of like that kind of energy that agrimony gives. Um, so I like to envision it. Um, we have agrimony, um, growing wild, uh, on our property and it's not in flower yet. It, It's, it'll probably bloom here, um, mid to late June. Um, and so, yeah, so I like to envision it. You can look up images online of what the plant looks like if you don't have it around you. Um, if you can get some, that's even better. I know old world witchcraft, um, their website sells powdered agrimony. So you could purchase some from them. They're a great uh, resource that I like to reach out to for any kind of witchy tools that Juju doesn't have or that I can't wildcraft myself. So, um, <clears throat> so old world witchcraft is where I like to to go to for for this kind of thing if I don't have any. Um, and you can just carry it around as a talisman if you want to in a little little cloth um, in a little satchel or something like that. Um, and you know you're going to be just using your energetic core to connect with that plant energy and kind of draw it within yourself or use it in any kind of like candle dressing. If you're doing banishing spells, you know, you can dress your candle with powdered agrimony. Um, I've done that pretty successfully. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow, wow. Um,
1: how did you, um, well, that's funny. How did you celebrate the new moon?
0: Well, I did, I actually did a bunch of banishment work um, because I'm working on some prosperity stuff for us as a little household. And a part of uh, doing that is also first, you know, making room for prosperity, right? So we, mm-hmm. so I did some, some work on, you know, kind of saying goodbye to people and things that, that don't, you know, really have a purpose any longer. And then um, when the moon, just became a little sliver in the sky that to me is the new moon. That's how I work with it. Um, and so that was on the 24th. Um, and I did a little bit of candle magic around some prosperity stuff, but weren't you telling me that, um, because the moon is waxing in Leo Uh right now is really a really good time still to do that kind of stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I love um, the Mexican witch. I follow her on Instagram. She's based in New Orleans and she posted today and I shared it too that right now the moon is waxing full in Leo. Mm -hmm. And this is a really beneficial time to do um, work around money. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Money
1: and prosperity stuff. And it's, you know, uh, there's... There's, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, astrologer by any means, but you know, any good, you know, is going to just kind of check the weather forecast from time to time Definitely, see what's going definitely, on. And yeah. you know, Jupiter's, Jupiter's retrograde right now too. So this is Jupiter being retrograde is that period of time that helps you to slow down and do this work
0: mm-hmm,
1: so mm-hmm. that you can line up with that, line up with, you know, your luck and all of that energy. And I love um, Jupiter rules Thursdays.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I like to do work with Jupiter on Thursdays, um, you know, lighting a green candle if you feel like it um, for money, that kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah. So like any kinds of ways. And it's funny you say that too, because I just started working with high John, the conqueror uh, route, mm-hmm. um, which I got at a little local shop in my hometown. And I I've enjoyed working with it a little bit and i just burned the powder over some charcoal yeah kind yeah. of do some cleansing that way with it but beautiful that's great so yes now is a good time to to uh welcome that energy in.
0: plant all that. those seeds right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yes yeah,
1: it died yes it nice. died that's nice yes yeah. question from megan who's coming from massachusetts megan says hi ladies i have a bit of a situation on my hands recently a tree fell in my yard one that i am incredibly connected to and somehow is miraculously still alive although i know he's going to pass on i was wondering is there a way to make a totem or talisman with his spirit so i can So I can continue to connect with and honor him. Thank you in advance. If it's possible, I don't know if it's possible or not, but I would look to make a wand. Number one, find a little twig. You can make your, your wand for your altar. Um, You might even be able to get a little slice of this uh, tree to charge things on.
0: Mm. For your gorgeous altar idea as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think? Great you idea.
0: I think that's yeah. awesome. Um, the thing about working with tree spirits is that sometimes they hang around after and sometimes they don't. And it's really up to them, and you know, free will and choice and everything. Um, so to me, the best thing to do is make offerings and um out of gratitude thank them for all their wisdom thank them for their protection thank them for everything they gave to you ask them to stick around you know that you'd like to continue you know this relationship see what happens you may see um a seedling pop up in that space you know kind of as a as a good sign that it it is uh continuing on in that way um but yeah, I love the idea of of um, asking it for permission, of course, to create yes. a wand. Asking it for permission to create a charging uh, stone um, plate or something like that. I was going to say stone, but it's a tree. Um, <clears throat> you know, so making sure that you're you know doing the right thing and honoring their life.
1: The other thing that came to mind too, and of course, I love that I you know asking that permission. But if you can break the tree down into firewood,
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. but reserve that firewood for special occasions. Oh yeah. Yep. And even reserve a little log from that tree for your yule log.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: If that's possible, (laughs) I mean, I don't have a log. Oh, (laughs) that's fabulous. That's a
0: fabulous idea. Yeah. Yeah, That's great. That's beautiful.
1: There's like anything that's of any kind of importance to me. I've been burning
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and I love it just because I'm honoring its energy you know and releasing it mm-hmm. so that might be an, an option That sacred
0: fire you know yeah solstice like any kind of thing and mm-hmm. yeah yeah um summer solstice what's this little seedling popping up Would a little seedling pop up there yeah potentially yeah I mean it, it, if if there's, I mean, it's like it's a baby tree from the big tree, you know. So, yeah. to me, that's a really good sign that there's a continuation of that of that energy of that life force, you know. You were going to say something
1: thing to say, yeah, do it. Yeah, I love it. it. Do it. Today. I yeah. was pooped, poop soup earlier, and, and now I'm you perked are. up. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a town called Erie, Pennsylvania. I can't believe we haven't talked about this before. Not that, but. And as a teenager, I used to go to Lillydale, New York.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And lilydale is, is one of – is very well known as a spiritual community, a gated spiritual community in um, New York, Westfield, New, New York um, area. And um, you can go there and take classes and all this wonderful kinds of stuff. But where I'm getting at is that every day, I think twice a day, they would do little free – um, intuitive sessions where a group would gather in the forest and they called this inspiration stump mm. and at inspiration stump psychics and mediums would get up and give messages to people in the crowd. Oh, that's cool. where I'm going is if this tree has left behind a stump, maybe this can be now a place where you honor, mm-hmm. do your work becomes an altar, sit there and meditate <sighs> and divine messages there too a
0: yeah? plus a okay. plus my friend ah that's delightful i Look love it this mm, yeah gorgeous good stuff so
1: anyway isn't that interesting and maybe he won't because she said some, somehow he is miraculously still alive
0: mm-hmm.
1: although she does know he's gonna pass on but maybe yeah maybe he won't i don't know anyway fascinating yeah. stuff so those are my thoughts keep us updated
0: let us know yeah. what happens with your tree friend Thanks, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Maria from Ohio writes, I feel like I've been super struggling with all the things right now. I mean, with COVID, we all are. But spiritual things and life path things have been on my mind the most. I feel like I'm torn between too many places, jumping from project to project and from topic to topic, learning and doing a million little things without actually getting anything done, quote unquote. I feel like the box I was in doesn't fit me anymore, and I want to break out of something, but I don't know what to do and where to go. Plus, with everything happening, I feel like I'll struggle with this for a while. I'm just buzzing. Am I spinning my wheels or coming up on a spiritual breakthrough? Is it just trauma brain, or am I just not disciplined enough to stick things out? Definitely things to ask my therapist, but wanted a witchy opinion too. Thank you for the work you do. Even just typing this helped me out so much. Much love. Yeah. Much love. Thanks, Maria. Thank you, Maria. Girl, I feel the same way. <laughs> I've been bouncing around, too. Um, how about you, Les? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. But
1: I feel like I've been getting things done. Good. I feel like yeah. I've been focused, mm-hmm. so.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Um You know, because I I identify so much with what you're saying, Maria, I do think um, that this may be very, I mean, for me, I'm speaking from a personal place. Um, You know, me personally, I'm being very affected uh, in my brain by all the stuff that's going on. I think they're calling it COVID brain currently. Um, I've been seeing a lot of um, information online written by psychologists about um, COVID fatigue, you know, and and people feeling especially quote lazy and having, you know, unreasonable expectations around their prote- productivity and things like that. And what we need to understand is that our society, the way we live is being broken down. Um, it is 100% okay to be Uh, in this place of bouncing around from one thing to another, especially if this isn't your typical way of being. Um, This is your brain trying to figure out what path to take next, and it may take some time for it to settle down, but it will. That's That that I promise you. It will absolutely settle down without a doubt, especially since you're thinking about it, you're working on it, and good for you for, for doing some therapy about it. A plus on that, on that note, talking with people of like mind, um, is super helpful. And so, um, things that are helpful for me is taking a very hard break from the news. Um, you know, we're all in the habit of opening up our phone every morning and looking at all the social media and what's going on on the different news sites and stuff take a hard break from that. I guarantee you that will help. Um, and a hard break, I mean, like at least a week. And I know that feels weird. It, you know, it feels weird to me to do that, but, um, I find it super helpful, especially when I'm having a hard time focusing on my own like life and self. Um, and that's not really a witchy tip, (laughs) but, um, I find that really helpful. Um, and, uh, you know, you're, you might be like, Oh, duh, this is obvious, but get out in nature. You know, the nature is the big, the, the great healer. Um, the earth is here for us. It's here to ground us. It's here to transform this energy. It's here to help us through this whole process. So doing your best to get out in nature, even if you live in the city, I'm sure you have access to park somewhere, go to those places, seek them out. Of course, social distancing is important, but You know, do your best um, to get outside, get some fresh air, be around the green elders. Um, It it really, really helps. So those are my thoughts. What do you think, Leslie? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've taken a very hard break from the news for like 40 years. (laughs) Yeah. I never, I I do not watch the news. That's all right, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's
0: great. What's awesome. I,
1: I, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I should find a balance with that. But for now, I do. I understand what you're saying. Too much in the face can really mm-hmm. have you kind of going on. And, and also, too, I think with that, Allison,
0: is you can take on the fear of what you're seeing on TV yes. and it's not your own. Yes. That's the thing. You know, we're all sensitive to this stuff, we're all empaths with this stuff. And this, this is big. This is, Way bigger than us. Um, you know, yes, we can do our individual parts, but but you're right, Leslie. It's, mm-hmm. It can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, I think that a lot
1: of folks, I think that this has pro- propelled many people into um, having spiritual awakenings, having yes. spiritual breakthroughs, having spiritual... Um, leveling up and ascensions. So I I would say that it's a little bit of A and a little bit of B here, mm, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's really, really, really important to not be hard on yourself about this kind Definitely. of
0: stuff. Definitely, absolutely. You know,
1: mm-hmm. do what like yeah, do what you like. What Allison kind of um, mentioned, you are doing the work, you are present you know, even just like you said to Maria, just typing this out felt good. Just, mm-hmm. you know, maybe so maybe journaling a little bit more through this process might be helpful for you just to get it out of your head mm. and put it somewhere else. Um, but I do, I do also feel like there are a lot of people waking up right now. Yes. And I do believe that this is part of any historical experience in the world, there's always going to be a mind shift.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so some ways that you can do that, again, and I know it's sounds silly to say it, and I say it all the time, but salt baths really can be helpful. Yes. Because yep. it's it's a couple things. It's grounding yourself, it's healing, but it's also getting you to stop and slow down for a minute. Mm-hmm. So it has energetics, but it also has like just good, good rest, Mm -hmm. just a good rest practice. Mm -hmm. Um, What else does she talk about? Well, she says, I feel like the box I was in doesn't fit me anymore and I want to break out of something. And that goes with what you were talking about with the new moon. We're also growing out of things right now.
0: We are. Yeah. And
1: that's okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. That's okay too. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So I think like paying attention and listening to yourself um and imploring both sides of your, you know, logic side and your spiritual side, because we are body, mind and spirit. So really paying attention to those three areas and treating those symptoms first, I think can be
0: mm-hmm. helpful too. I agree. Yeah, all good things, Leslie. Um the other one last thing that is brought to mind is if your brain is spinning too much ground yourself in a divination practice. I find it tremendously helpful when I'm all over the place, like a Tasmanian devil rolling around. I pick up a deck. I take a deep breath and I ask, you know, where, and it could be a simple ask, like, where is my mind right now? And where is my heart right now? Where is my body right now? What yeah. What is it that my guides need to tell me that I'm too blocked to hear? You know, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. could, it could be any kind of simple question. And that really helps to kind of um, reconnect yourself with your spiritual side, uh, with your intuitive side, and then also kind of redirect your day, you know. hundred percent. Mm hmm. So anyways, yes, good points, Allison. Back to, and also to you, my friend, great points as well. Love me a salt bath and thank you for the reminder. (laughs) It's time.
1: The other day I was just like going crazy. I was super irritable for no good reason. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, I just need to get into a salt bath right now. (laughs) Oh, whoops. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Sorry. That I talk about all the time. It
0: happens to everybody. (laughs) It happens to us all.
1: (laughs) And it did. It did. It did absolute wonders. It was a good job.
0: That's great. Very good. Well, I hope that helps. And uh, best of luck with everything. Hey, hey, hags. My name's
1: Ashley, and I'm from Pittsburgh. I hope you both are doing well during this peculiar time. Thank you both for all you do. Truly listening to this podcast has been my favorite self care routine. My question is about working with your animals slash familiars. In previous episodes, Leslie has touched on saving whiskers, claws, teeth, etc that all fall out naturally, of course, from her cats to work with. Can you share a bit more about how you work with these objects? And any other thoughts on including objects from your animals? and familiars, and spells, and
0: rituals. Thank you so much.
1: So, they these are items that you will... Um, you can use them in talisman pouches. Number one. And then I'll go into a little bit more. Um, you can pl- use them as altar tools. You can use them as wards. And, and I'll explain why. So the the claws of a cat and the claws of any animal, right, like a bear or a hawk or anything, they're protection. Mm-hmm. They're used for protection. So you can, like I will place, like right now I have some of Fonzie's nails placed at the window cells as protection. Mm-hmm. And anytime I find, like, here's one right here.
0: <laughs> oh, a little shed. That's nice. <laughs> like a little shed.
1: Um, I have that right there. And listen, this is so funny. And like, here's a whisker. I don't know if you can see it, <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the claws are going to be used for protection. So you can put that in a talisman pouch. You could put it in the center console, of the glove box of your car. Mm-hmm. You could put it in a floor wash. You could make an essence out of it right? An indirect essence,
0: cat's
1: claw. -hmm. Um, Allison, there is um, a plant called cat's claw. There is. is
0: There is. Um, It is used. I don't know that's magical properties, but it is used as an anti-inflammatory in the body.
1: Okay. Yeah. So like fighting off infection?
0: Yep. Mm, No, more like a pain. Oh, okay. You know, uh, muscular issues, that kind of thing.
1: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, like, uh, I gotcha. An anti- oh, an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. That thing that
0: said. <laughs> it's all good. Girl, you're good. I'm back.
1: Okay. So the whiskers are, um, a, a, you know, are about intuition because they use their whiskers to feel around at night. They, they act as like other, Little receptors, so they kind of help them to feel their space. So you can use, so you can you like keep whiskers with your divination tools or with your. um Oh, that's great! This, that's yeah, great. like wrap it. Like I'll wrap it in with my tarot pouch. Mm-hmm. I'll have it with my stuff. Like one of I have this big, huge one. I also put them on um, my altar to call in this energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, you can make a tincture out of it for intuition. Mm-hmm capturing the essence of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and the last thing is parts of the fur and those are used in spells for love Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: i always think of like the softness of the fur Mm -hmm. and again um like i do a lot of like there's a a thing called a zoom groom Mm -hmm. um or any like a cat brush if you're just you know brushing your cat's coat between seasons save that
0: Mm -hmm. fur Mm-hmm.
1: And I rolled it up for a while. I was making, um, I was making ornaments for my sister as a gift mm-hmm. and as a joke. Um, <laughs> and there's even a book out there called "Crafting with Cat Fur,"
0: oh. but
1: um, it does it makes really great felt. And then your friend who does yeah, Teresa, is, um, yeah, Nine Lives Twine,
0: Nine Lives Twine, yeah, Teresa makes um, lots of things actually out of animal fur. You know, she spins it into yarn and makes you know, um, like personal adornments and things. Um, she makes little like felted effigies as a way to like preserve the, the, the pet's ashes inside. So it's like a little miniature doll of a cat or dog and it's felted fur from the animal. And then they put ashes inside of that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, she does lots of stuff. Nine lives twine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's another way that you
1: can work with the fur, um, you know, making like a shawl for like, for you know, like a loving shawl or something, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't burn any of these things. No, I'll just say that. Yeah. I think these are to be carried with you as a type of, um, you know, like an indicator, like a crystal or a stone or a tool of some kind. Mm-hmm. What do mm-hmm.
0: you think? Oh, that's great. That's great. I, um, I, <clears throat> These sorts of things are very delicate and light, and so I would recommend. And I know I know Leslie has done this too, is to put them inside something. So they there's these like small elongated bottles with tiny cork stoppers. You know, I just kind of like put them in there, like make sure that they're they're safe because they're a part of your loved one. You know, and you don't want to lose them. When a breeze mm-hmm. goes by your altar, you know, and it's just poof, it's gone, you know, mm-hmm. speaking from mm-hmm. experience. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, make sure you put it somewhere in, in something.
1: You could get those. I know exactly what you're talking about. They're mm-hmm. like little test tubes with corks and I love them. Mm-hmm.
0: And, but they have like a flat bottom instead of a round. So they just like sit. They're like, like three inches tall. Like they're, they're small, but long, yeah. you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Love it. Good. Love Good stuff. It. Good, good stuff. Good call. Good call. Um, would you say, oh, I, I don't have any personal experience that, with this, but would you say that um, you would work with your familiars in like a spirit guide way too? So you would like call them in whenever you're, let's say, doing um, a protection spell and you've got, you know, a long lost dog friend <clears throat> Maybe calling them for for mm-hmm. some help with that. What do you What do you think? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I call Udi, in every time I do readings, he's mm-hmm. now. I just redid my altar on the new moon, and he's sitting there with my grandma. Um, and yeah, you know, c- calling in. You know, he comes in now when I do spell work. Good as part of my protective team. Good, that's great. As a big ass black panther. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful. Ooh. So yeah, but call, yeah. And then even to like, you know, with d- divination work, any sort of trance work that you would do a hundred percent.
0: And I guess you could also, if you do any kind of journeying, you could like post them as a protective guide and kind of guarding over your, your physical form because you've had that connection in this, in this life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And yeah. I don't
1: know if we ever talked about this or not before, but, um, They like there is a dog was my ex-boyfriend's dog who I fell madly in love with Mm. the the dog Mm, mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, he passed away and it really broke my heart Mm -hmm. this little guy and he comes to me in my dreams and takes me to the other side.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. So I
1: think that's another, like with you mentioning it, that's a really great way to know. Like when I see him come up to me and I'm like, oh, we're going on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what I know what this language means. Yeah. So I think creating that connection would be helpful, too. Like, I know you'll take me there. I can trust you. It's safe. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's great. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Oh, thanks. thanks, Ashley. Thanks for calling in. That's so cool to hear your beautiful voice. Oh, a we appreciate sweet, that. A bright, mm-hmm.
1: bright, brilliant voice. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Uh, Roman from Arizona writes, Hi, Hags. I first want to say I love your podcast and both of you. So I live in a very heavily forested town and I want to connect with the land spirits but I don't know where to start. I feel their presence every time I go on a hike, walk, etc. but how can I work with them? Where do I start? Thanks in advance and PS Donna is a queen. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Space straight. Queen. She's my queen. <laughs> well. Well, oh, well, well. Um working with land spirits is all about offerings 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 um and it can be as elaborate or as simple as you want but basically what you want to do is be in a space that you feel comfortable that you have a connection with um let's say in your landscape there is a a particular tree that's kind of winking at you energetically or a, a particular boulder same sort of scenario Go up with reverence, say thank you for your presence, thank you for allowing me to be in this space, and then make your offering. Your offering can be a song, your offering can be a piece of your hair, your offering can be a beautiful stone, your offering can be some honey, some butter, some cream, your offering can be anything that is natural and that can be um, that goes back to the earth. So, no. Uh, candle wax, um, you know, nothing that's really uh, plastic, you know what I mean, you know, stuff that goes back to the earth. That's what you want to make an offering with. Um, And then the second thing is consistency. So building a relationship with the land spirit means going back as often as you can to say, Hey, what's up? Because what you're doing is you're building a relationship with that being. Um, And you might be wondering listeners, How do you know that there is a being there? (laughs) And the easiest thing to do is to think of, let's say you think you're by yourself in your house, well, in a room, but you share a home with other people, creatures, etc. And let's say you're really intent on doing something, you're writing something, you're reading something, you're kind of like zoned in and focused, but your awareness picks up another presence that is the sense that you're going to use to see a land spirit in your mind's eye, so to speak. So you're picking up on the presence of your wife coming up to scare you, that kind of thing. You, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> you're picking up on the presence of um, a dog quietly coming into the room. You know, uh-huh. you're, you're using that extra sen- the sensory experience to, to know within you, that there is something behind you. That's the, that's the, the, the sense that you're going to use to kind of, um, see these beings. Um, does that make sense, Leslie? Oh, completely. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, so building a relationship is really what you want to do. Um, and then the last piece is gratitude. Most of us, Here, well, yeah, most of us in the U.S. are transplants. Um, We are uh, coming from uh, a heritage that is not indigenous to this place. Um, uh, Most of the land spirits are indigenous to this place. And so, you know, um, saying thank you for being my gracious host, thank you for allowing me to live here. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for continuing to to feed and nourish me. Um, it's all about gratitude and thanks with with these beings. It's very important because they're they're the guardians of the landscape. Um, and you don't ask anything from them for a while. That's another thing. You know, this is not. Um, uh, please give me. <laughs> Lots of gold coins in my pocket, kind of. Yeah, kind of you don't thing.
1: ask your new best friend for fifty bucks
0: <laughs> or or a hundred thousand. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're building a relationship. You're saying you're getting acquainted. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. There are uh, land spirits. I, I mean, honestly, like I've met a lot of them here where I live. There's only one that I have actually worked with, um, in that like magical way. So, so yeah, so that's. That's uh, Land Spirits 101. Very cool. Hmm.
1: I became more aware of it was because they reached out to me first. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then I was like, oh, shit. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. And then when I realized that they reached out to me, that's when I was a lot more cognizant Mm -hmm. and conscious of building the relationship.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: yep my my city trees i'm always talking to my city trees there's one outside of my shop that i hugged Mm. before i left when we had to close and have pretty much check in with every time i go to the shop like thanks for watching over in the shop Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, um so i agree a million times i love it it is it's really and actually it's sometimes only about building the relationship yeah
0: gratitude and thanks yeah Mm yeah Mm yeah beautiful that's cool uh, <sighs> thanks roman thanks roman
1: okay so we have uh, an anonymous question from parts unknown what is some advice or wisdom that you would like to enlighten us new witches just starting to discover magic any do's and any absolute don'ts well
0: <laughs> i got one Go ahead. I got a don't. A do or a don't? <laughs> that's a don't.
1: Oh, it's like glamour magazine do's and don'ts.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm going to start with a don't. Um okay. Don't petition deities you don't understand. Oh, that's huge. Um yeah. <laughs> that's
1: a good first opening.
0: Yeah. Um a lot of us get super excited in jazz to start working with deities like the heavy hitters, you know? Um, especially when we're first starting out. But the thing about it is, is that they're heavy hitters for a reason. And in my experience personally and with clients, um, we may not be ready for what they bring. Sometimes they'll actually hit you. Yes. Get out of here. Yeah, for real. They will swat you away like a fly trying to Mm -hmm. land on your delicious pie. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah you have something to say i can see it yeah yeah
1: i was gonna say but but also you know don't let that yeah. don't yeah. don't let that stop you right so from beginning to yeah
0: explore them yeah so the first thing to do is let's say you got a shine on hecate um to who you Research. Do your research. Do your research. Read all about her. Don't read just one book. Read many. Don't just read one blog post. Read many. Um, look at images. Look at art that was created about her. Um, just try and like see them as a multi-dimensional being. Um, build an altar to her with gratitude and humbleness. Don't go asking. Just like with the land spirits' question, don't go asking right away for all the favors because they're not going to give them to you. <laughs> you know, or they're um, going to make you work for them, and it's not going to be fun. Exactly, it's not going to be a good time. So you you got to approach these beings with uh, humbleness, um, and uh, you just get to know them first. Mm-hmm. Don't go all. Don't go uh, to home base with them. Go to first base with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I've got to do. Oh, I love it. Love it. Do, do move do move towards it. Yes. Do move do move towards working magic.
0: Hell yeah. Um, yes.
1: Don't overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um mm-hmm. do read as much mm-hmm.
0: as much
1: as much as you can.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And before, you know, another thing that I've noticed is everybody just wants a really quick and easy answer right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Leslie, I'm a new witch. What can you just take my hand and walk me through it? No. No. Yeah. Because you got to do it's your not work. My journey. It's mm-hmm. your own journey. Mm-hmm. It's your own ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will always tell people like, you want to know what I did? I read. I read every book I could get my hand on mm-hmm. and then I reread it.
0: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And then then I practiced,
1: right? It's just, yeah, it's just like going through school, too, in my opinion. It's Mm -hmm. like you go through years and years and years of research and reading and then you begin to apply it. Mm -hmm. And then you get to a place of activation and graduating Mm -hmm. from it in Mm -hmm. a way, you know. Totally. So read, do read, do read everything you can read. Every, anything, everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Read, read books on other kinds of witchcraft to, to understand it, mm-hmm. to understand where your place is and where you're, you know, like, okay, that's beautiful. It's not for me. This is for me.
0: Right. Right. You know? Yeah. You, what, gotta, you got another one. You got to do what? some sampling. um I want to emphasize what you said about do move towards it. Uh, you know, a lot of us are like, curious about it and aren't really sure about it if you're curious about it move move forward with it trust your intuition trust what you're drawn to you are drawn to Mm -hmm. it for a reason if you're really into italian witchcraft look into it there's a reason for it if you're really into Mm -hmm. magical herbalism look into it um yeah and um another thing would be also do your own spells Best outcome, That's best outcome one. comes from you and your power. Um, you can't pay other people for big life stuff. You just can't. Mm-mm. It doesn't. It doesn't come through. It Mm-mm. won't come through for you. And well, I'm really sorry I <laughs> to had say somebody that. Somebody
1: texted me the other day yeah. and asking me to do work for them, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm honored. Yeah, but yeah. will politely decline. <laughs> it's true. And here's why. It's true. Cause your power is so much more important than mine in this, Absolutely. in this work. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to heal it, feel it completely from every cell in your being in order to make it work. Mm. Nobody else can do that for you.
0: Yes. Yeah. When you do spell work, your cells feel it. When you do spell work, your life shifts <clears throat> and it doesn't even ha- it doesn't have to be big spells. It can be small ones. It can be simple ones, but the point is, is that you're doing it. You're taking action and you're taking control of your life.
1: That's an, it's a message I received today. I've been working to make some changes in my life. And I think that this goes to any new witches out there. It is a lot of information at first. It's a lot to take in.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and, and so don't let that deter you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But the, the messages that I was receiving today was just make little changes yes. every day. Little changes every day moving towards the end goal affects big change. That's right. It was today's message from the team. I love team.
0: it. I love it. A plant doesn't immediately bloom, right? It just, it takes time for that little seed to germinate and push yeah. through the soil and all that other stuff, you know? So.
1: Um, so one of the first books to note that really shifted things for me was a book, by, and I've mentioned this before, Phyllis Kuro's Book of Shadows and then Starhawk's Spiral Dance mm-hmm. were very helpful for me. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Along with a lot of the Llewellyn series and the Witch's Almanacs and books by Scott Cunningham.
0: It's called Hedge Witch, A Guide to Solitary Witchcraft by Ray Beth. Okay. That really, that really did it for me. And then um, Green Witch. Um, it's just a book called Green Witch. That one also was a really, uh, really Important piece for me. I read that when I was 14. Long time ago. In a faraway land. <laughs> yeah. yeah look, um, at, look how you've grown. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Tall and strong. <laughs> mm, okay. But I also
1: think, like, another thing that we talked about last week that's also important is your mythology. Like, you were reading some Norse mythology. I've been re- like, really getting to know.
0: Mm-hmm some of the old ways and like what your your people were and what they were worshiping before, you know, Christianity came along. Yeah. 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 It's really inspiring. Yeah, Yeah, totally. All right. Cool. Joe from PA writes, Hey guys, my name is Joe and I recently came across your podcast and fell in love instantly. I'm a 16 year old witch from Eastern Pennsylvania. I feel like I've scratched the surface of witchcraft. I've done tarot and work with crystals, candle magic, and herbs. So my question is, do you guys have any suggestions as to deeper practices I can try that aren't too overwhelming? I'm a little bit overwhelmed by all the amazing practices I've heard you talk about on the podcast. I also have access to woods close to my house as well and was wondering if you know any native plants to the PA area I could harvest from the woods without harming the ecosystem. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. I'm beyond grateful to have you as mentors through your podcast. Thank you, Joe. Hey, Joe. Yeah, jo- Hmm. Scrying came to mind immediately Ooh. when I was when I was reading this. Um, doing some divinatory work called scrying would be a fun thing to start working mm-hmm. on. Um, you can do scrying by. Uh, Well, first of all, scrying is a way of um, not necessarily looking into the future per se. I mean, you could, you know, you could do that for sure. But reading signs and symbols as as a way to figure out um, answers to your questions. Um, And it's usually done by staring into um, a candle flame or looking into a polished dark mirror, a bowl of water, um, that sort of thing. You want to make sure that the room that you're in is dark. um, And what you're doing is you're basically looking for, if you're doing work um, with a bowl of water, you're looking for any kind of symbols that appear on the surface of the water. um, And then you can interpret them. So I usually like to have a little note, a pad a notepad, notepad and pen um, next to me whenever I'm doing this sort of thing. and I like to jot down what I see, and then I go back and I either do research on what I saw or um, work with some guides um, to ask them for some guidance on what it means. Um, Leslie talked about obsidian scrying mirrors. What yeah. do you do with those?
1: That's your dark glass. That's Mm -hmm. your dark scrying glass that you can use. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are ways to begin to work with it. I've read that like wiping it down with white vinegar and then setting it out at the full moon to charge it up, setting it out at the dark moon to charge it up. Mm -hmm. Like there is a process to beginning to start it, but it's the same kind of thing. It'll help you. You'll read it by candlelight. Mm -hmm. And I think the best two things were coming up the best practice for scrying to begin to like really do this is to start by laying in the grass on your back and looking up at all the images in the clouds and starting to play oh, there and that. then taking that practice to the bowl to the oh there's a little woodpecker out oh. there oh my god you're cute <laughs> taking that practice to the bowl <laughs> taking that practice to the to the glass And finding those images there. The other thing that's really important is to create your own library of symbols Mm, mm
0: -hmm.
1: because this is the language in which you will spirit will communicate with you. You and spirit, whether you realize it or not, you and your team have a book of symbols already happening. Mm -hmm. And so kind of making note of that starting a scrying journal or a scrying grimoire would be really helpful mm. look at here's the bottom line Disney has been teaching us about witchcraft since we were children it's true
0: look at snow white I mean, what do you think yeah <laughs> mirror mirror on the wall uh-huh. sleeping beauty is another good one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so um creating those that kind of symbolism there would be helpful um, to kind of yeah I love this whole like beginning to work with your body as a pendulum and, and Joe, like starting to find out where your yes and no is is also a good place to yeah. go to. Yeah. Love that.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Um deeper work. Deeper work. I would start to really look and and do your research on some deities as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Because you could be ready to begin very gently mm-hmm. uh practice. Like for example, um Aradia, Diana and Aradia. Our, um, you know, Aradia is Diana's daughter, and she came down to teach the witches about witchcraft. So she's she's one that I started working with very gently um, because she's open to teaching a mm-hmm. mm-hmm. begin, You know, the beginners, right? The ones that are ready to learn. She's gorgeous. a Celtic goddess. Um, what else do you think?
0: Well, she was asking about native plants that she could work with. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> there are some plants that I don't um, really support the harvesting of because the um, land that these plants are on is f- frankly few and far between right now um, because of overdevelopment. Um, and so those would be the old wood plants, the forest floor plants, um Golden seal, blue cohosh, black cohosh, um, and so on, ginseng. Those plants, trillium. I mean, there's so many that are endangered because you know their their habitat is is few and far between. So I wouldn't really um, do any kind of physical harvesting of these plants per se. However, there is a plant called goldenrod. Um, there's lots of different varieties of goldenrod. That's a native plant to Pennsylvania and other parts of um North America. And Goldenrod is a fantastic plant to work with, especially if you're in if you're wanting to do any kind of prosperity and abundance work. Um, you're gonna see it blooms uh in the early fall. Um these days because our climate is warming. Um we're going to see goldenrod bloom here in western Pennsylvania in August. Um, and you can look up, you know, pictures online and kind of, you know, figure out a way to um, identify that plant. But if you do end up harvesting the plant, um, a couple of key, key things to think about, make sure that you are 100% without without a doubt, positive that that is the plant that you are working with. Um, So, you know, don't just use an app. I mean, you can use an app to do ID, but also then verify it with like a guidebook or something. And then also um, harvest the plant um, in a a humble way, Um, you know, using some sort of tool instead of just ripping it off of off of the plant itself use a tool be kind um and then make sure that it's a it's a safe space to harvest in which means no pesticides herbicides chemicals things like that are um going to be sprayed on the plant especially if you're going to consume it so that's what i think there you go there you go there it is (laughs) thanks joe for writing in yeah thank you so much Next question, we have Lauren from
1: Ohio. Hello, lovely hags. First, I wanted to say thank you for your wonderful podcast. It has been such a bright spot in my life, especially in these trying times. Thank you. And I have to say, too, we've had a lot of people reach out saying thank you for keeping on going. So thanks for listening,
0: everybody. Yeah, Thank you for the support. So
1: Lauren's question revolves around finding a lost item. She says, my husband accidentally lost my keys. Not only was it upsetting since I lost all the keys I had, but also because they were a few sentimental items on there as well. He thinks he may have left them on the back of his truck, then drove away with them there. We looked everywhere near our home and even drove down the highway to look for them. Any special spells or rituals that you think may help or even maybe a deity to work with? I'm thankful that I had a spare car key and re- could replace the other keys, but I would like to try and get the original keys back too. Thanks for your insights and any ideas. Love you all. Thank you
0: for your question.
1: So, yeah, I'm just picking away at my face over here. Um, so two things come to mind.
0: I'm sorry for laughing at that. <laughs> I was picking <laughs> I just, at my finger <laughs> literally oh my at the same God.
1: time. I know, we're both like, ah. <laughs> okay. So I have a family tradition, um, which is interesting because, um, I don't remember who started it and it's, we're not Catholic and it's praying to a saint, but anyways, it's still, it works every time, right? you know, it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's a little, so I know everybody's got like a little sort of chant or spell they say to St. Anthony and ours goes, dear St. Anthony, come around. Something's lost and can't be found.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think there's a couple different versions to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell that, you what, that is also what I've heard as well.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. also not Catholic at the time. Yeah, <laughs> Saint Anthony's just she's like, "Y'all, right, okay, I'll okay. help you
0: find it." God, humans, hard eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I know that
1: seriously, for me, that's helped 98% of the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the other thing that I was going to talk about was pendulum work, because what's so interesting about pendulum work, except I feel like you would have your husband would almost have to do it because it works on your subconscious. We, we do have it's a weird hardwiring that happens in our processing units. I don't know, but it's like. We do know what we do things. We don't really ever lose anything. We know where we put it. We were there. We consciously put it somewhere. I mean, right? Yep,
0: Like our body knows it. (laughs)
1: Our body knows it. and The pendulum works with the energy of the body to um, retrieve an answer that can be helpful. And so you can ask it yes or no questions. So in this case... Lauren, if you do work with a pendulum, or you d- and you don't have to go out and buy a pendulum, you can put uh, a, a, your favorite necklace pendant on the end of a chain, or even a key. In this case, that might actually mm. work.
0: Oh yeah, key-related. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: A key on the end of the string, and then um, work with it that way mm-hmm. and ask it. You can ask it yes or no. what, what did my husband? Did, did Mark put the keys on the back of the car?
0: Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? What do you have? I think that's great. Um, the other uh, crossroad deities come to mind with this sort of mm-hmm. thing, especially since this has to do with roads and cars and movement. So Hecate, um, Janus was another one. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know that deity. Yeah, from the Norse tradition. Um, So crossroad deities, but then also trickster deities, because you've already looked, right? Um, Yeah. And there may be some uh, playfulness, um, tricky situation energy at play. So um, maybe asking Loki for help in uncovering the lost thing, um, because it might frankly just be right next to your driveway that you just yeah. didn't can see it, you know, yeah. go look um, in all
1: the suitcases. Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or under your bed, you know? Um, no, but seriously, you know, um, yeah. Asking a, a trickster deity for help would, would also be good too. Um, I know that you can, you can buy St. Anthony candles and do, you know, the same sort of thing that Leslie said at the top of this question. Um, and do some candle work around finding that thing. Um, I've also heard getting one of his medallions and like keeping that yeah. with you. And then, you know, when you think of the lost item, you hold it, you know, that sort of thing. That's a talisman too. So, um, yeah, you can mm-hmm. use that a med- pe-
1: uh, medallion as a pendulum too.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lots of layers to this one. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. It's going to show up.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be one of those things that you'll tell your kids for years to come remember that time my husband lost my keys and i found them in so-and-so suitcase the underwear
0: drawer um
1: yeah um here's the thing too um you know you talked about trickster deities like working with fairy energy too
0: mm-hmm. placing
1: milk out for them asking them to help you good um, one good one yeah you got but you got to make so you got to be careful with those trickster deities also though, true you could be opening up a door that you can't close
0: yeah yeah also true yeah
1: <laughs> and then everything goes missing so you want to be careful with that but mm-hmm. the other thing i was going to say is in the event that you do find the keys doing offerings and thanking
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for
1: finding that stuff
0: i love that yeah close the loop yeah mhm beautiful yeah. cool Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right. And then
1: also last thing I'm going to say, hey, Lauren, maybe it's just time to turn the page.
0: I like that. Being able to let go of what what needs to be let go of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like there could be a bigger lesson here. Like maybe it's okay to learn to let go of this. Like you said, there's some sentimental items on there. That's kind of a bummer. Um I mean I would be you know I, I have some sentimental items on my keychain I get it I've had some for a long time my heart would be broken but at the same maybe there's maybe there's a new corner a new cycle to mm. begin as mm-hmm. well in this
0: Mhm. Merry meet and merry part. Mhm. Mhm. <sighs> Well, thank you, everybody, for your beautiful questions. Keep sending them in. You can do it in Loving so many this. different ways. So many different ways. You can DM us at our Instagram, right? You can email us at askahaghotline at gmail.com. You can submit a question at our at our website, askahagpodcast.com, And you can do what Ashley did today, which is go on to the Anchor FM app and record a voice message, right?
1: Our favorite way. It is our favorite I love way. I
0: those voices. Me too. Me too. Okay. The Ask a Hag podcast is produced by Donna Kyler. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts. We love Five Stars so much. So much. So So, much. much. (laughs) You can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag or at askahagpodcast.com. And until next time, keep washing your hands. It's so nice to see you. You too. I like this little
1: macrame open work you've got going on here. Thanks.
0: It was my birthday dress from last year. It's lovely. I decided to actually get dressed for you. (laughs) Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? I have. It's gorgeous.
1: Amanda was laughing at me the other day because I've been like, you know, I get these dresses for the summertime and she goes, what's going on with this dress? It wasn't this one. It was another one. I go, what is it, too matronly for me? And she goes, it's, it's, you know, it's a, and I was like, I want to wear a dress that makes me feel like there's nothing on it. I'm so with you. I basically want to be naked. Hell yeah. In this heat. So if I can put a dress on that.
0: Yep. (laughs) Just let it flow. Just let it flow. Yeah. And then you can pull it up in front of a fan or something. Have a nice time.
1: (laughs) Did I ever tell you that story? No. When my mom was little, no, it's what my mom did. (laughs) Oh, cool! When she was little, she um, she had a little dress on, and she wanted to tell her guy friend in the neighborhood. She's like, "You want to see what I got on under? You want to see what I got under here?" She was basically showing him her (laughs) little, you know, Uh snapper
0: Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) little snapper. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You must have made Donna spit out her hot noodles. Now she's shaking her head,
1: and, and so she did, and he ran away crying. Oh,
0: he couldn't handle it. The hotness, too
1: much. Too much. It's too much. Mom, how old were you? She's like, I don't know, I was like five or six. Wow, you were 35.
0: Uh huh, it was last year. <laughs>